For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Half Street High Heat. Sorry we didn't have one come out last week, even though we promised you one. We had, again, some technical difficulties with our recording software. So apologies for that. I'm Amanda. You can find me on Twitter at awhite7877. And I am joined by my, I think, frustrated co-hosts with me this week because I can't get my damn computer working while we're trying to record. So um, you can find them, Nick and Ryan, on Twitter at DCNatJack. And you can find the show at Half Street High Heat, and uh, let's get started since we're, uh, we have limited time this evening for our recording before we have to lose Nick. So, uh, Ryan, you want to take us right into your weekend review? Yeah, so pretty quiet week. Uh, the Braves did sign the top reliever on the market, Will Smith, for three years, $39 million with a $1 million buyout. He's overrated anyways. Years. Yeah, he's trash. We didn't want him here at all. Uh, so now they have him and Shane Green. They've quietly acquired the two best relievers available in the last deadline and now in free agency. Um, the Nats are World Series champs, in case you guys forgot. The Mets' new manager, Carlos Beltran, is under investigation by the MLB for his role in the Astros' side-stealing saga. We'll have a lot more on that to come, and that is the most peak Mets thing of all time. And then also, uh, MLB is considering eliminating 42 minor league teams as a way to improve pay and conditions for minor league players. So that was the week in review. I hadn't heard about that minor league thing. That's an interesting. So basically eliminating a bunch of teams so there are fewer jobs but more money to go around for the other players. Is the... 
rather than just using more of their like record-setting league income right, to uh, gazillions pay, pay the of people dollars. more. Right. Yeah, that kind of sucks as a solution to me. I feel like you've got plenty of money. You could just pay everyone more. You don't have to remove a bunch of jobs and then pay the remaining people more. But what do I know? Nothing, clearly. So, yeah, clearly. So I also loved the Beltron story cracked me up. I was I was thinking of Ryan when I first heard it. Like, that's the most keeping up with the Mets story ever if we were still doing our keeping up with the Mets segment. It'll never perfect. change. <laughs> that one is pretty bad. I do wonder what's going to happen. I, there's a part of me that feels like it's just going to all get swept under the rug, and there's a part of me that thinks that it's so public and it's so bad that they're going to have to do something drastic. But. I suppose we shall see. But that is a good segue into what we're going to talk about next, which is this enormous mess, which is centering on the Astros right now, but I have a feeling it's going to get much broader before it's all said and done. Yeah, so in case you guys have not seen, um, or if you don't have a subscription to The Athletic, because Kim Rosenthal is single-handedly ruining the Astros franchise and burning them to the ground, um, <laughs> this is the biggest sporting in sports right now. Um, it all started when Mike Fires, he snitched, um, that the Astros had a camera in center field and personnel would watch the feed from the hallway behind the dugout and hit a trash can to communicate what pitch was coming. No no hits was a fastball, one bang changeup, two bangs was a curveball, um, and the Astros denied it heavily. And then John Boy who is a MLB content creator. He posted endless amounts of evidence of the whistling and the banging throughout the 2017 season. And then the biggest question became, did they do this in the playoffs? Well, a source who at first was nameless, and then when the Astros were like, we don't believe nameless sources, he came out and said who he was. Um, he said the Astros came up with a plan where they would have the camera in center field the same desk, which, by the way, you can see the desk where they did all this and the Astros 2017 World Series DVD, which is the funniest thing of all time. Um, <laughs> he said that he would watch the live feed and communicate via an earpiece to the bullpen catcher. The bullpen catcher would um, bullpen catcher put his hands up over the fence for fastball and his hands down for an off-speed pitch, and then people went through and watched tons of footage from the 2017 playoffs and count countless times saw players look to the bullpen um astros still to this point were denying everything and then ken rosenthal the goat he got emails from the astros execs asking scouts for the help in stealing signs and suggested them recording the opposing team dugouts during the games here's my favorite part the scouts declined uh, in August of 2017, the Astros completely reshuffled their entire scouting department. Now we know why. They got rid of all the scouts who didn't want to help with this, which is absolutely amazing because they're just going to burn to the ground. And this is where it's going to get even more interesting. Every team in baseball does this. If you don't think your team does this, you're naive. Um, the Red Sox were caught using Apple Watches to steal signs. MLB literally has given teams every single angle of the field and also has one camera for replay reviews just on the catcher. Every team steals signs, so MLB is going to have to lay down the hammer on the Astros to make an example out of them. I'm excited, and now the, uh, the uh, Red 
Sox and the Mets are both under investigation. So this is going to be an all offseason kind of thing. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting to say the least, and I think you're right that a lot more teams are going to wind up in the middle of this before it's all said and done, and they're all doing something. It seems like maybe the stuff with the Astros was the most blatant and the most egregious, but it's uh it's gonna it's gonna catch up a lot of other teams. I'd be so disappointed to learn if the Nats were involved in it, although I feel like they weren't good enough early in the season to have been doing anything like that. Oh. Every every team does this. I will guarantee it. It's just the Astros only but team that's dumb enough to get caught. But do you think every team with? Do you think every team has the extent of like the cameras? <clears throat> well, and, every team you know, technically has a camera, and also MLB like gave everyone the replay systems. They didn't delay the cameras until after 2017 when the bunch oh, of teams okay. complained. Um, so every team has the cameras already set up in the dugout. It's just, are they going the extra mile like the Astros are? Probably not. But stealing signs is part of the game. So your team does it. Astros are the only ones who are dumb enough to get caught at this point. Um, but now yeah, they like, were pretty. They were pretty blatant about it. I mean, it wasn't even like they were trying very hard to hide it. It feels. It seems almost oh, like they like, thought it wouldn't matter if they got caught. It's crazy. And everyone knows, like, if you're going to cheat, don't do it in writing. Because if you don't have it in writing, it technically never happened. Well, they're idiots, and they have emails and text messages, and they also use the Discord app, which is like a private messaging app, talking about it. So, like, they're idiots. Mm -hmm. They just left a giant trail. Um, but, yes, yeah, so like, the entire replay system's probably going to have to get changed now because MLB provided everyone with this access, so now they're going to have to think of something what to do to combat this. Yeah. yeah. And what do you think about Nolan Ryan <laughs> leaving right before this all broke? I mean, it kind of makes sense because no one really knew why it's not like he was involved with the organization, but it wasn't like he had like a team president or like CEO role where he was just like managing everything day to day and all this stuff. Like he, he was involved, but not overly involved. Um, but clearly he got I would assume he got word of this and then stepped down. Yeah, yeah that's what I would think. A lot of people are going to get fired. Like, they're going <clears> to <throat> – I think MLB won't vacate their World Series trophy because I don't really think you can, but a lot of people are going to get fired. They're going to lose a lot of draft picks because, like, if you kind of look like the Patriots for Spygate, NFL used them as an example and laid the hammer down on them so teams would stop it. MLB has to do the same thing. And, like, every single team knew about this. Like, the Nats literally game-planned it for the World Series – which I love, by the way, and it makes a lot yeah, of sense because they would, they would tape like they would um they would tip fake pitches and do fake signs, and there's sometimes when Astros would swing and like just completely idiotic, you know, in their head they're like, well, my bullpen catcher lied to me. That was not a fastball that was coming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's... I was just gonna say that the Nats played it perfectly. Uh, because you saw with the ALCS and it was I think it was like game two where the Astros were like whistling to like signal pitches, and I mean there's a bunch of different layers to that, but um, I mean they were doing something to that extent just this year, and the Yankees got wind of it, and of course AJ Hinch had the most douche response ever, saying, "Oh, if I had known that's all it took to get the Yankee get under the Yankee skin, we would have started whistling in spring training." Like, how bad do you look now that all of this has right. come out? I mean, also, it's, it's just <laughs> such a joke. 
And AJ Hinch is also the one who said, I don't believe nameless sources. And all these sources started putting their names on it. So eat it, AJ Hinch. Yeah, I, 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 I would think... I mean, I don't, I don't know, because we've never really seen anything to this extent in baseball. Like, Spygate would be the example, but, like, a 16-game NFL season is different from, like, obviously a 162-game MLB over season. multiple years. Right. So, like, I don't know what's necessarily coming. I agree with Ryan. I don't think the World Series win is going to be vacated. There certainly will be, like, an asterisk uh, there for, for now. Um, I, I could honestly see a world where AJ, AJ Hinch gets suspended for the whole season. I don't think that's too much. I mean, forfeiting of draft picks and probably like international spending money and stuff like that, that's going to happen regardless, but someone has to take the fall for it. And it's going to be AJ Hinch because clearly you can tell by his quotes and just how arrogant he is that he's like trying to deny it like through and through, but clearly you can deny it when you have a paper trail. Um, So I would think he's the one who takes the, the biggest hit for this and I think so I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with the Red Sox and the Mets because Alex Cora um, when he took over the Met the Red Sox they went from a terrible offensive team to an incredible offense team he was involved with the cheating in um, Houston and then Alex Bregman when he was asked about Carlos Beltran being a manager he said no we'll always be thankful for him he was very impactful and helping us succeed here and he winked so like okay alex bregman you're a douche you also just confirmed that uh carlos beltron helped you guys cheat and now why he just became a manager <laughs> so yeah i can't stand bregman. fire everyone yeah so here's something that i i heard somebody mention the other day and i can't stop thinking about it now with regard to all of this is you have heard crickets from all of the active players for the Astros. Like nobody coming out indignant about how dare they accuse us of this. Nobody is denying it. Nobody is coming out and, you know, you hear all this sort of stuff from Hinch, but he's just saying, oh, he doesn't say he didn't do it. He just says, if I had known it would have bothered them, I'd have done it sooner. You know, stuff like that. It's deflection, but nobody's really denying any of it. And I think that tells us more than anything that this is all true. Right. Well, so I mean, you yeah, have- Sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Nick, but like, especially when you have countless, countless evidence of it, like, they can't deny it. And I guarantee you the Astros team lawyers have told the players to be completely silent on it also because a lot of these players aren't uh, media trained for legal issues like this, and they speak, they're going to make it worse because you know when these players are going to say the wrong thing and everything's just going to fall apart for them. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, Amanda, to your point, like, the one time someone – within like the players coaches that kind of aspect of the team spoke out and aj hinch with the nameless sources things he absolutely got dunked on so i mean yeah (laughs) it's probably best that they they don't speak um one thing that i saw i can't take credit for i saw a tweet uh, on twitter so not going to take credit i didn't write down the app but credit or credit is due sort of um no one's talking about like the mike fires aspect of this like Obviously, he played for the Astros for three years or whatever it was. He's playing for the A's now, but he's still an active pitcher. And it's rare to see, like, someone who's an active player, um, like, come out and and basically snitch. Like, yes, like, Mm -hmm. it's snitching, but it's also, like, 
you're calling someone out for not playing the game right, but he didn't have a problem right. saying anything. We're going to call him a whistleblower, not a snitch. <laughs> yes, there you go. But he also didn't have a problem with it when he was winning a World Series with them. Um, but now he has a problem with it years and years later. And the timing of it was really weird because it was after the World Series, too. Um, and He also didn't know. leave on the best note with that organization either. So there's yeah. some sour grapes with him. Right. So, yeah, yeah there's all that. But it's also... Like Ryan's been saying, every team does this. Maybe not to the extent the Astros have been doing it, but every team steals signs. Like if you can get a competitive advantage legally um, or kind of blur the line of legal and illegal uh, sign stealing, yeah, you're going to do it. You're going to get that competitive advantage. Um, but now we know Fires is a whistleblower. He's attached his name to it, and he has no problem speaking out about it. So credit to him. But also, like, how do the A's, like, in that clubhouse go forward with that guy, knowing that he's already whistleblown on one organization, so they don't necessarily want him whistleblowing on their organization either? It makes me think maybe they're not doing anything half so bad as what the Astros were doing or nothing that skirts the line, because if they were, I don't think he would have come out and done this publicly. If, you know, if somebody's going to be able to come back and say, hey, you guys are doing X, Y, Z, or somebody else who used to play for the A's could come right back and, you know, slap it back in his face, I don't know that he would have done it. It makes me actually think that the A's are probably a cleaner organization than, at least than the Astros, if not than a lot I mean, of other organizations. Less successful, too. Right, well, maybe that's, <laughs> maybe, maybe they correlation is causation <laughs> here. But, 18, yeah. you ain't trying. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely interesting. I will be very curious to see how MLB handles it because they never really came down on the, the, the steroid stuff, which was you know, just as bad, in my opinion, as any of this. Mm. You know, you're, you're still cheating for a competitive advantage, and you're, you know, you're giving a bunch of guys who aren't willing to cheat. They're at a disadvantage, and that sucks, and it's bad for the game. And I think this is the same kind of thing, is you're taking the teams or the players on each team who aren't willing to cheat and putting them at a competitive disadvantage. And that's just – it's so terrible for baseball. It's such a bad look. They've got to do more about it than they did about the steroid stuff, in my opinion. Steroids aren't cheating. The... It's just being smart <laughs> and putting the entire human brain to work. What? Exactly. <laughs> when did uh, <laughs> Rob Manfred take over? Uh, um, I will look it up. My computer decided to update itself in the middle of that, but it's done now. So uh, that's what happened to me. My computer likes to like switch <laughs> Wi-Fi networks on me, and that's why I had to drop off for like thirty seconds. That was very annoying. January um, of twenty fifteen. Okay, so I mean, he really came in after the steroid. Oh, well, certainly after the steroid era, but like, uh -huh. I mean, sort at the beginning of the decade, you didn't really hear much about steroid talk anymore. It's all like mid two thousands and whatnot. But this was going to be like the first real big thing for Rob Manfred to decide upon. Like, I mean, there's been, um, I guess, like domestic abuse issues and whatnot and with individual assault. players, right? Like, you're going to have that in any league. But as far as, like, a team or, like, a scandal goes, this is, like, the first real big one. So we'll we'll get to see how uh, Rob Manfred's going to play this. Yeah. Yes, we will. I uh, am kind of – I don't know. I'm very a hard ass about all the cheating. I'm one of the people who thinks that anybody who got caught using steroids should be 
you know, unable to win awards or unable to be in the Hall of Fame. I just hate the cheating. It's just so unfair to all the players who don't cheat, and I hate it. I love baseball so much. I hate how it taints the stats and all of it. So I would like to see them bring the hammer down on not just the Astros, but any organization, any player, any front office exec who's involved in this. They need to make it so this doesn't happen again. Keep that same energy towards F.P. Santangelo. <laughs> oh, I will. I will. If it's anybody, if it's the Nats, it would break my heart, but I'd like, I want them to bring the hammer down on the Nats just as much as anybody else. Well, speaking so. of bringing the hammer down, um, this whole cheating <laughs> saga. What a segue. <laughs> this whole cheating saga has brought out some fierceness in the players. Um, this, this Cubs fan account tweeted a video of you Darvish pitching the Christian Yelich where Christian Yelich appears to look into the, the bullpen. And so you Darvish steps off the mound. Darvish quoted it and said that he thought, you know, he was very confused by that. So he stepped off the mound and he wasn't really insinuating at cheating, you know, stealing signs, but he was confused by it. Well, Christian Yelich decided I got time today and quoted you Darvish and said, be better than this. Nobody needs help facing you. Just absolutely yeah. murdered you, Darvish. Rest in peace, dude. You're dead. Um, but I absolutely love Christian Yelich for this. This is amazing. And then you, Darvish, just played off like a complete champion and then later joked about being involved in the hit and run. Um, yeah, that was funny. Absolutely amazing. We need more drama. Although like I have to baseball. say, I feel like Yelich is a little bit, I don't Isn't know, he was a little bit. A little defensive, yeah. for one thing. Plus, you Darvish is, a, you know, from all accounts, an absolutely stellar human. I don't think he deserved to be crapped be on nice by Yelich like that. Exactly. And then who was it? Somebody else tweeted in and said, I, w I think I could use a little help against him. What do you got? Who was that? I think it was oh. uh, Donaldson. Yeah, it was Josh Donaldson. That was funny, too. Yeah, the um, entertainment factor among, uh, among the players on Twitter this week was very high. So... I always appreciate that kind of drama. But, yeah, Darvish's thing about being involved in a hit-and-run was also super funny. Yeah, it's even funny because, like, he, he's even said that he doesn't know English. He just types. He uses, like, Google Translate to uh, yeah. to, to tweet and stuff, which makes it even funnier. Right, because Yelich jumped all over him. But he probably, you know, I imagine something may have been a little bit lost in translation there anyway. But, probably. Yeah. But still. I thought Yelich seemed a little too defensive. Like, dude, what is your... I don't know. No, you caught we'll a body. See. I have to say, I'm not, I'm, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'm just saying Yelich left Miami and went to the Brewers and got a whole lot better. And there's been a uh, lot of rumors about the Brewers. Uh, well, I, well I if know. you go from, we, a, we saw the, the, the progression with Yelich, like we, you kind of saw that progression coming, maybe not to the MVP caliber extent that it has, There is, well, but I, I don't know. I'm, that's a stretch for me. That can be explained by two things. One, he absolutely hated his life in Miami. He said most nights he yes. didn't want to play because he was Marlin. so miserable. And then two, uh, Miami is the most pitcher-friendly park and not very friendly for hitters. So he just went to a, uh, a dome where he actually hit it. He's also the yeah. only one on the Brewers really doing that. I mean, they, yeah. they haven't had much success. He's, just, he's that good that he just knows by looking at the pitcher's eyes what pitch is coming, so maybe he should be suspended. You can also tell by just their by home, home 
you can tell by the home road splits too. Like his home road splits mm-hmm. are pretty much even. Like if it's a huge like outside of Colorado because we know about the altitude and all that stuff. But if your um, splits like are vastly in favor of your home ballpark, then something may be up. But his, I mean, he rakes everywhere. So I think, I obviously I don't know anything, but I think he's clear of this. I hope so because it's he's so much fun to watch and I, I he's amazing and I hope to I hope we don't find out he's involved in any of this. I just was actually sort of shocked by the vitriol with you Darvish. I was like, whoa, dude, <laughs> where'd that come from? <laughs> so I don't know. It seemed overly defensive. Perhaps the gentleman doth protest too much. Oh, I'm saying. Anyway, all right, so there's that. That was funny, and I have a feeling as more and more of this comes out, we're going to see more and more funny stuff play out online with all the players because it's kind of the only way they have to get their voices heard about this. But, again, the silence from Houston is deafening, even from the guys who are usually pretty active on social media. You've got nothing. Right. I mean, I don't know. Like, I would still say Houston's a, obviously they're a very good ball club. Like, obviously, I don't think they needed to cheat to the extent that they did. They still have great players. And, I mean, flip it around. Like, their pitchers, clearly they're still doing something great analytically to help their pitchers because the pitch tipping doesn't work the other way around, mm-hmm. you know. Um, their pitchers no, no, they're, they're, che- they're cheating with their pitchers. You can't change my mind about that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they are. Um, yeah, what know. about all the spin rate stuff? Things. I keep hearing about how different the spin they rate is. They use a lot of there. Yeah, something's going on. I'm telling you, I don't put anything past them at this point. I feel like there's there yeah, maybe something true. going on with their pitchers, too. That is true. We'll see. And Jose Altuve seems to be the one with the most pronounced home and away splits. So it'll be He's such he's a five, you know, he's such a hero down there. Right? <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, right? <laughs> I would love to be five six. I'm barely five two. Five six sounds nice, but I guess I also don't have to hit baseballs for a living. So, <laughs> okay, so let's move on and talk a little bit about free agent predictions. Um, we're going to do a top ten here, so we'll just run down the line and I'll give out a name, and you guys just give me. I want to know where you think they're going to wind up and kind of ballpark what you think they're going to get. Uh, let's start with Marcelo Suna. I got Suna. my man's going to the team that made the first big splash in the wild, signing Manny Machado. They got a very young, exciting core. They want to show their fans who are already excited. They mean business and cement some protection behind Manny Machado. Marcelo Zuna, three years, $45 million, goes to San Diego. I like it a lot. Um, I like it a lot. Money what? Gosh, I'm so, oh, so taking it back, so flustered now. Um, uh, I have money-wise about the same. I think he gets a three-year deal, 15 mil about about there. Sounds right. Um, San Diego is a great uh, prediction because um, they want more protection with uh, Tatis and Machado. Eric Hosmer, that deal looks like a flop, so they're going to look for more like mid-tier deals to kind of add – rather than long-term deals like Hosmer and Machado. Um, and plus, they just hired Jace Tingler, who's uh, one big reason they wanted him was that he's bilingual. So um, him working with all of these uh, Dominican and uh, players that don't speak English as their first language, obviously that's a huge advantage to have as your uh, manager in the clubhouse. But 
I have Marcel Ozuna going to another team that kind of made like some low key splashes in, in the off season and even at the trade deadline. And that's a uh, Cincinnati. I mean, obviously very different from San Diego, uh, just location, but um, I think Cincinnati is a team that kind of wants to make those like mid tier splashes to see if they can't get something going. And if they find themselves like 10 games above 500 at the deadline, then, then you really go making uh, like big splashes and, and big moves. But uh, I can see Marcelo Zuna being a, a big bat for a up and coming Cincinnati uh, team. I like that. Um, I've heard a couple of different possibilities about him. One that I think is interesting is maybe the Giants. Um, they might be interested in somebody like him, and they always seem to be in need of outfielders. Um, I also, the White Sox, um, you know, they, they tried really hard to sign, um, to sign Machado, so they're obviously willing to spend a lot of money. So, I mean, obviously they struck out there, but, you know, I think that they could make a lot of sense, too. I kind of think the Padres is where he'll likely wind up. I like that prediction a lot, but um, I think the, the Giants or the White Sox are possibilities, too. Agreed. And then, let's see. You think about $15 million a year, three years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he might get a little bit that. more than that. I think it'll be 15 to 18. He might get a little more. It just depends, I guess, on how robust the uh, the bidding is, if he's got three or four teams interested get something on the higher end. All yeah, right. it'll, it'll well, not to cut you off, but it'll be interesting to see how the free agency goes as a whole because the last two years we've seen uh, the collusion almost take, mm-hmm. take over uh, free agency teams, like getting players for way, way less because obviously the players are the ones that need jobs and need money. Like they don't have much leverage. I mean, the ones that do the – Bryce Harper's and the Manny Machado's and the Patrick Corbin's are always going to get paid, but it's those mid-tier guys and the veterans that are still serviceable that are just getting screwed over. So it'll be interesting to see where uh, people like Osuna and a couple other guys on this list fall in that category. Yeah, that will be super interesting because the last two years were shockingly bad free agent markets. I mean, and I think even going back the year that, what year was it that Desmond left the Nats and ended up having to take like a $5 million in Texas well, that, or something? That you mean, I feel like that was the beginning. Money. Yeah, you mean the reason we won the World Series? <laughs> yeah, Ian Desmond's <laughs> awful. Oh, all right. No Desmond slander. I'm no. just saying, I feel like we- that was when... The, that was when it all kind of seems like it was changing. That off season was when you were kind of starting to go, wow, I'm shocked he didn't get more because he turned down like a 17 or $18 million offer Thank from the NAS. <laughs> yeah, right? They offered him, I think, over $100 million to extend it, and he turned it down. So, oops. Real talk, if Desmond accepts that contract offer, we do not win the World Series. Well. Nope, team doesn't make the playoffs with him. Well, I mean, there's that, but also I just think – because you have so much money tied up in him, like you don't sign Corbin this season because you're no, still paying Desmond, and then who the knows if we make the, the jo- but who knows if we make that Joe Ross Turner. trade? But yeah. that, they got Turner after Desmond. Well, they got him right, last got, year. Okay. Yeah, he was already he was already in the minors waiting to come up. You know when they, when Desmond when Desmond left. So that was already always going to happen. I don't think Desmond was ever going to be here long-term once they, once they traded for Turner, but anyway, that one is interesting, but yeah, it just seems like the last several years, the market has been so flat and it's been, especially for just, just like you said, those guys who are not the marquee names, but are kind of the middle of the, the road. 
and uh, it'll be interesting to see if maybe that starts to bounce back a little bit this year because like I was thinking last year this can't continue like this every year the teams are going to have to start paying guys or maybe they're not and they're going to or they're going to wind up in a lockout because uh, they're 100% winding so up in a for... lockout yeah well I hope you're wrong but I think you're probably right well then baseball locks out forever and the Nats remain World Series champs forever Gosh, that's an interesting question. Would you rather be world champs forever and never get to watch baseball again? I think I'd rather just <laughs> let somebody else win so I can have baseball. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Ryu. What do you think he's going to go? Um, Ryu's a fraud. He's an absolute oh. fraud. He's not nearly as good as his number say oh, he is. Oh, um, Analytics do not lie. He's a fraud. But I am going to a team who is going to make two big splashes in free agency to usher in their new stadium, and that is the Rangers. Yep. Ryan, you and I agree on uh, both of these Rangers predictions because I know you're the one already. Um, we've recorded the show like seven times already. Um, but <laughs> uh, at some point during the offseason, we'll do our list of favorite players not on the Nats and fa or most hated players not on the Nats, but I guarantee you Hyunjin Ryu is on Ryan's list. Ryan hates this guy more than anything. He's a fraud. <laughs> wow. No, but I have the same thing as Ryan. You think he's going to the Rangers? All right, what about money? One dollar. Um, <laughs> I have three dollars. <laughs> um, I don't know, because he's, what, 33? So he's up there, but he is a lefty. He's still serviceable regardless of whether he's overhyped or not. He's still serviceable. Um, he's not an ace, but he's he's a good guy you, you would take in, in your rotation. I can see, like, what, 16 over 3, something like that. Well, like wow. 16 I, per, you know what I mean? I think you guys, I think that sounds about right money-wise, but I think you guys are a little nuts with the he's not an ace stuff. I mean, he's had two years with, what was it, 2-3 was his ERA last year? He won the ERA title? So I think it was sub two the year before. I mean, I'm just saying. I think you might be not giving the guy enough credit. Ryan's about to go off. <laughs> All right. You, you go off if you want to. I'm just saying I think he's, uh, yeah, maybe not as good as he's hyped up to be, but he's not as bad as uh, I think Ryan thinks he is either. Ryan, you're very quiet right now. <laughs> yeah. Did we lose Ryan? Because I can no. talk trash now. Then, if he's not. <laughs> no, he anyway, I think you're right. He's like yelling into his mirror. <laughs> oh no! I was just All right, at well, the football. I... <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm pretending football doesn't exist today because I'm a Redskins fan and football makes me sad. Redskins have fans. <laughs> What's yeah. a Redskins? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's uh, they're they're done being stomped by the Jets. So anyway, yeah, I think Rangers are probably the most likely. There are a lot of teams though that are going to be looking for starting pitching. I you know I don't know. See Brian have an aneurysm if uh, I say this, but if Strasburg doesn't come back, and I think he will, we preface this by saying that Strasburg will sign back with the Nats. But if he doesn't, they're going to be in the in the market for starting pitching. So I'm just saying it's a possibility. Get nothing from Ryan, huh? <laughs> I don't think Ryan's paying attention to us right now. <laughs> He's saving it for a future episode. <laughs> All right. There you go. There you go. 
All right, so let's talk about Castellanos. Go Cubs, go. Go Cubs, go. Um, he's staying in the Cubbies. They already expressed interest in him resigning, and he's expressed interest there. He absolutely hated his life in Detroit, so he's so happy to be in the normal place. So he's uh, he's going to resign. They're also going to trade Chris Bryant and, like, five other people because the Cubs claim that they're broke, even though they have, like, seven, um, seven TV deals and make, like, $800 million in revenue a year. So it's a weird thing, but I got to go back to the Cubbies. Okay. Yeah. I, it would have been really funny if you'd been, like, go Cubs go and then said, like, Dodgers. That would <laughs> really funny. Um I have kind of like a dark horse sort of pick for Castellano. So I have him going to the Angels. Um, I think the Angels are done trying to waste Mike Trout's prime. Like he's only ever been to one playoffs in his career. And we all saw the tweets after he won his third MVP about like he's never finished below like fifth in MVP voting in his career, which is absurd. Um, and he only has one playoff appearance to show for it, and he got swept by the Orioles. Uh, not exactly the resume you want for your playoff uh, career. So I think the Angels are done trying to uh, waste uh, Mike Trout. So Castellanos is a part of that. They already declined their option on uh, Cole Calhoun, who, I mean, isn't very good, but I'm just saying they have uh, an opening in their outfield, and they could use a guy with Castellanos' talents both defensively and um, offensively. And they have the the money to spend. They have about seventy million in cap space with uh, more guys coming off the books here in the next couple of seasons. So you can uh, strategically structure a deal so that it's not too big of a hit early on. And um, I don't know. I, I think it makes a lot of sense to p- to pair another good bat with Trout because he doesn't really have one uh, with him in that lineup. I like it. What about money? Uh, what like seventeen a year over four? Does that sound right? Yeah, that's yeah, sixty-eight, right? I yeah, think. I had sixty-eight. Hey, how old is he? Oh, he's at like twenty-seven, 20- right, or twenty-eight? I thought he's twenty-nine, but I might be wrong. No, twenty-eight. I think he's going into his age twenty-nine season. Okay, so four years puts him at thirty-three. Yeah, I can see that. Well, I've seen some stuff about maybe the. Uh, Maybe the Indians were interested in him around the trade deadline, so I could see them maybe going after him now in free agency. Also, it maybe staying in Chicago, but the White Sox go after him. That's that would be an interesting fit as well. And clearly, he likes living in Chicago. He wouldn't have to go far. I think he just likes yeah, winning. Think, yeah. yeah, right. So then maybe the White Sox are not the right place for him. <laughs> yeah, I don't have high hopes for them this this uh, coming season. Okay, cool. Well, that, that'll be interesting to see. I uh, I think I, I'm interested in the possibility of him with the Angels. I think that could be a really good fit. I'm actually really curious to see what the Angels do in free agency because I think you made a great point about Mike Trout is not getting any younger. And if they're going to do anything with the prime of his career, they really need to just, you know, go in and go for it and try to make something happen this this upcoming season. Yeah, Especially out of time. I think – Especially since I think, uh, spoiler alert, we're going to get to Garrett Cole at the end of this list. But uh, I think they may have themselves all, a, a shiny new pitcher. 
Also, I mean, who knows what happens to the Astros this year? Not, I mean, obviously they'll still be playing baseball, but they might be like a little bit rattled by whatever punishment comes down in that organization. So more so than any point in the last, let's call it four years, there's an opening in the AL West so that the Angels might want to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Especially if they get their best pitcher. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or arguably true. their best pitcher. Yep. All right, uh, Yasmani Grandal. Um, Yasmani, we talked about the Angels are done Yasmani. wasting Mike Trout's career. Um, they already got the best pitching coach there is. They got their manager, Joe Madden, who's very overrated, but nonetheless, they got their manager. They're going to sign uh, a top-five catcher in baseball who's statistically one of the best pitch framers in baseball as well to entice – a bigger fish to come home to LA or wherever the angels play. So <laughs> yeah, it's money. Grandal, he's going to the angels. Yeah, I like it. And that's kind of another point I didn't bring up is that uh, the angels got Joe Madden. Joe Madden, Joe Madden has said that he only really wants to coach for about five more years. Um, so why would the angels kind of like stand pat or even sell with when they know Joe Madden's only going to coach for a few more seasons, um, they're going to go all in. And I would imagine at the end of Joe Madden's tenure is when they rebuild. Um, so uh, someone like Castellanos or Grandal would make a lot of sense for them. I have my wishful thinking cap on, and uh, I have Grandal going to the Nats and solving yeah. our black hole of a catcher position for the past, like, ever. I guess, uh, but I, I, yeah, I really want Yasmani Grandal. I think you can perfectly platoon him with Suzuki, who's still on a contract, or even someone like Roddy Reed. Um, but also, Grandal's more than capable of catching every single game if you wanted him to. Like he's a ball player; he's an absolute stud. Pitchers love him. He's a great defensive catcher with a lot of pop for a catcher, which isn't uh, all that common. So I think he would be a Great addition, a welcome addition, and I want it to happen. Yes, I would love that to happen too. Um, that I'll, I'll go with your prediction on that, just because I want it to be so. Um, what do you think, time-wise? He's how old is he? I think you think he's going to get four years, three years. I see three, four. I'd like to see a four-year deal. I'd see three with like maybe like a mutual option or something. Yeah, because he signed a one-year deal last year, didn't he? Wasn't it a one-year deal? Yeah, it was, ba- it was essentially a quali- slightly above qualifying offer money after he turned down a three-year, like, $36 million deal with the Mets, which is hilarious to me. He did not want to keep up with the Mets, I guess. That was not him. <laughs> nope, he did not. No, he did not. Well, that's interesting. I think uh, I've seen a bunch of people talk about him going to the Reds. That's been the one I keep hearing most often when you go out and look at free agent predictions. But uh, I would sure love for him to wind up here in D.C. That would be awesome because, like you said, the black hole we've had at catcher has been a real issue. And I feel like for years we used to have the the black hole in center field that went on for, what, five years where they just couldn't get a a steady uh, center field. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I don't know about that. I I mean, what did he do in the World Series? Nothing. He's nothing. Well. Nothing. Oh, never happy. There's no pleasing you. <laughs> what? I want to be all-time World Series champion. I need 28 World Series before I'm content. I don't even know if that would do it. 
You'd probably find something to <laughs> complain about, I feel sure. All right, let's talk about Madison Bumgarner. Keeps me young. So the Braves <laughs> said they want they want a front-of-the-line rotation veteran to help mold their younger pitchers because they have like a bajillion of them. Madison Bumgarner fits that mold, even though he seems like he's 50. He's like barely 30. Um, and the dude also just screams. 30? Georgia, yeah. He's young. He just seems like he's been around forever because, you know, just look at the guy. Screams cousin love in Georgia. He'll fit in great there. So I have him going to the Braves. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, he's like the – he screams country boy, but like that country country where you're like, eh. um, Yeah, it's, it's like a match made in heaven. Uh, the Braves are just straight up embarrassed right now. They're the worst playoff team since 2001. Don't at me. Um, they was hyped up this season saying they're better than Nats. Nats are a joke. They won the NLEs, kept saying Nats are a joke, and then the Nats won the World Series. Um, so the Braves are going to make some moves. They're going to make some panic moves. I think Madison Bumgarner is one of them because I think he is washed. Uh, I mean, nothing he's really done has said that he's the ace yeah he he had the best postseason performance of any player in history you can't take that away from him but he is not that same player that was also like eight years ago so i mean he's not the same guy but i haven't gone to the braves because i think the braves are gonna pay up they already paid up for will smith so it would make sense that they pay off pay up for some of these other guys how much do you think they're gonna pay up so, I mean, he's only 30 somehow, so I can see, like, <laughs> a four- or five-year deal, like $20 million per, because it's a little bit of a shorter deal. You think so four years, 80, or five years, 100, something like that? Yeah, something like that. I think you might get a little bit less than that. But, yeah, I do think the Braves make a lot of sense, although I've, I've been reading stuff that they might be, um, they might be more interested in Wheeler, but. I guess it depends. The Twins are a team that I think could be a reasonable fit for him as well, but I don't know. He's uh, he's definitely – I think washed might be a bit too much, but I don't think he's ever going to return to the form he had yeah, early in his career. Yeah, he's not the guy he used to be. But I do think that you're right about the veteran presence and the incredible experience he's had and, you know, he's legendary postseason performances. and but, I, you know, it seems to me like we were just talking about how free agencies changed in the past few years. Teams are a lot less willing to pay for past performance than they used to be. So mm-hmm. I could see him getting getting a bit less money than he's looking for or maybe even, you know, not getting signed a little longer into free agency than we'd expect. It's also interesting, though, because obviously I love Patrick Corbin. And I'm not trying to diminish him whatsoever, but – before Patrick Corbin signed his contract to the Nats, he really only had one good season. And, like, yeah, you're not paying off of past performance uh, as much as you were. But, I mean, that was a risky contract to hand out. Like, it just mm-hmm. was. Um, like, it, it play, paid off season one. You can't take that away from him. But it was a risky contract to hand out. Whereas someone like Madison Bumgarner has – well, like he didn't have an A season last year, he was still serviceable. And I mean, lefties are always going to be more valued uh, as far as starting pitching goes and just pitching in general. But I don't know, maybe a team values Madison Bumgarner more than someone like Patrick Corbin because of uh, just the longevity of his success. So we'll see. It'll, it'll be an interesting one to watch. 
Yeah, it definitely will. Okay, number five on our list is Josh Donaldson. So how do you replace a franchise cornerstone for the last six years? Well, it's simple. Bryce Harper. <laughs> you go out and you sign a five-war third baseman who had the 132 WRC+, plus, hit over 30 bombs, had over 90 RBIs, um, also was statistically the third-best defensive third baseman in baseball. He is pretty old, but you don't have to give him that many years, which is good. So I got Josh Johnson coming home to the Nets. Coming home. Nice. What about you, Nick? Um, I have him going back to the Braves. Um, I just think he had one of his better years in recent years with the Braves. And uh, by all accounts, he liked it there. They liked him. Yeah, he's a little bit older, but uh, it just goes to show. I mean, the Braves did have success. It was regular season success um, with that veteran infusion into a youthful lineup. Um, so I think Josh Allison still is a part of that. Um, so I think that makes a lot of sense on both sides. And also the Braves are still a good team. Um, so they still would be competitive. Um, I, I just don't see the Nats going for him. Um, I think they're going to go a little bit younger or at least a little bit cheaper just because, uh, I, I think Ooh. if Rendon does depart, yes. Uh, that was gonna what I was gonna get to, but if Rendon does their part, I have them replacing his production in several areas, not just throwing it all at third base uh, with the next best option in Donaldson. I have them signing Mustakis, um, and then probably spending money at second base too uh, to kind of try to replenish that production um, in the lineup. And I also already had them replacing uh, some of that production with Grandall, so. I don't. I don't see Donaldson personally with the Nats, but I. I, I think he goes back to the Braves because he likes it there and they like him. All right. Well, I am going to put on my Nats Homer hat here for a minute, and I see Rangers for Donaldson. I think they go out and get him, um, and then that leaves Rendon coming back home. <laughs> the Nats managed to re-sign Strasburg and Rendon, and we're keeping the band together. That's why. I want to see it happen. <laughs> I don't know if it will, but I want it to be true, so I'm going to go ahead with that. It worked when I predicted the Nats were going to the World Series this year, so I'm just going to try it again and see if I can I can wish it into existence. I'm surprised you haven't taken your victory lap on that yet. Yeah, you know, I feel like we all know. I don't need to say it. We all know <laughs> that I'm the only one who predicted. But in case those of you listening don't know, I'm the only one who predicted the Nats going to the World Series this year and looked like a moron through most of the season. <laughs> but I am I am vindicated now. That they not only went, they won the whole damn thing. And in case you guys forgot, the Nats won the World Series. Just so you guys know. <laughs> All right, there was my victory lap. Okay, Zach Wheeler. Um, even though the Phillies said they don't want to give up draft picks for signing players who have been on the qualifying offer, um, the Phillies are very interested in Zach Wheeler. It's been reported by Heyman, who is a Boris puppet, and the GOAT Ken Rosenthal. So I got Zach Wheeler going to the Phillies. Um, yeah, this one's interesting because there's definitely potential there. He's youthful, but he has arm concerns and just health concerns in general. 
Um, I have Garrett Cole departing the Astros, and obviously with the whole sign-stealing thing, there's a lot of questions around the Astros organizations uh, as it stands now. But, I mean, they still have to play baseball, so I, I think they're still going to try to make moves. Whether people want to go there or not, I don't know. It remains to be seen, but I'm going to predict as if things go forward with the Astros. Um, maybe not like normal, but as organizational like moves wise like normal um i have zach wheeler going to the astros just because he kind of fits that mold of a underachieving high ceiling pitcher kind of going to houston and houston getting the most out of him um i think it makes a lot of sense he's obviously not as good as garrett cole but he's a good garrett cole replacement and he's young and i'm sure he can learn a lot from justin verlander and zach Rinke and uh, kind of the the staff down there in Houston. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I also think it's crazy that he's going to most likely get $20 million plus a year. I, I think that's bonkers because, I mean, market, the dude just doesn't stay, doesn't stay healthy. The way the market is for but starting pitchers. Yeah, so. I mean, good for him. That's all I can say. <laughs> I know, because didn't he have like a four ERA or around a four, something like that? Yeah, but last year, year he had like – uh, right around a three. So he had a good year last year for sure. But I mean, oh, and I mean, he probably hated his life playing for the Mets. So can't really blame him. Look at no Syndergaard. <laughs> no doubt. That man is trying to get himself fired. Good Lord. <laughs> All right. I think I've got Wheeler going to the Dodgers. I think they're going to lose Ryu and they're going to need, they're going to need pitching. And uh, I, I think he's used to being in a big media market. He won't be a lot of guys. I think don't want to play in a place like LA. But I don't think he'd be bothered by it. And, of course, you could go to a place where they win a whole hell of a lot more than they do in New York. Uh, I mean, that's plenty of places. It's not just right. Dodgers. That's, true. that's a long list. <laughs> All right. So let's move on. Next one. This one's going to make me shed a tear. Steven Strasburg. Um, I'd be shocked. I'm coming home. If he goes coming anywhere home. else, like the dude Tell last the time he was be a free I'm agent was like, home. I want to be in DC with Scott <laughs> Boris. Was like, okay, man. So, and then the Padres were like, oh, we're gonna go out the aggressive for this guy. Well, they said they're not gonna sign him. They don't think it'll happen. So, pretty sure he's just telling people who he wants to sign with. And it's probably just a nap at this point. Coming home. Tell the world that I'm coming <laughs> home. I think we have next prediction. <laughs> but is it home to San Diego or home to D.C.? It's Stop funny. it. Stop it. <laughs> Wash your mouth with soap now. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. He's coming back. I refuse to accept any other possibility, so we don't even need to discuss. Steven Strasburg not being here. After what he just did in the postseason, I cannot abide the idea of him no God, longer you're wearing You're such a typical uniform. Nats fan. Yep. <laughs> Gets yep, way too much attached to players. I will take that as a compliment. Yep. Yep. Thank it was, you very It was much. not me this one. <laughs> well, I don't care. All right. Rendon, who, uh, about whom I am not so confident. The writing's on the wall for as this one. As we go on, oh, we remember. <laughs> All the times we've had together. Y'all listening to this didn't know you were going to get serenaded and in the episode, Come whatever, we will still be friends forever. 
He gone. Okay. Yeah. So he this <laughs> this writing's on the wall. <laughs> Everything we're hearing, we heard with Bryce. Um, the dude won his ring. He's gonna fall off the face of the earth and go play for the Rangers with their new stadium. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've said it before. Um, it's it's like it just makes sense almost for him to go to the Rangers should the Rangers want him. Which if the Rangers are anything but dumb, they will. Um, like new stadium, up and coming franchise, looking to reboot itself. Uh, Anthony Rendon from the Houston area. Uh, I mean. Dallas or Arlington, wherever the Rangers play, not that far away. Um, so it just makes sense. And his arc with the Nationals is almost like complete. Like he had an MVP caliber season. They won a World Series. He was a big part of that team that drafted him. He delivered on that investment they made in him. Um, so he's done everything he would really want to do with the Nats. And obviously the Nats still want him. And I'm sure he would love to um, – kind of rejoin the Nats and keep it going but and, and run it back. But um, I don't know. It, he's going to make the the business decision that's best for his family, not for Rendon, the baseball player. So uh, I, I think it's Rendon – or Rendon. It's Rangers or Nats. Um, so hopefully it's the Nats, but I think it's the Rangers. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I do think, though, Josh Donaldson is the wild card there. If the Rangers decide they'd like to spend a little bit less money for a little bit less production and decide to go with Donaldson, then, you know, I don't know that there are a lot of other good contenders for for Rendon if the Rangers are out of play. So I keep hearing a lot of rumors about, about the Rangers and Donaldson, so if they, I'm hoping they sign him quickly so that Rendon can get serious about negotiating with the Nats. Yeah, we'll see. And there, it just doesn't make any sense for him to go to somewhere like the Dodgers. Uh, maybe right. he outside hates of media like attention. right, but like it's not like he loves. Yeah, uh, it's not like he wants to go ring chasing or anything. Like he just won one, um, and yeah, like you just said, he he hates media attention. So maybe like living in California is enough to like like overcome the media attention, but. It, it just really seems like it's the Rangers or uh, or Nats, in my opinion. I agree. What do you think he's going to get money-wise? That's tough, in my opinion. Um, I, I think it's five years because he wants a short year high AAV because he knows uh-huh. people aren't going to give him the long-term deal because he's 30. So I think he gets like five years. How much money? $30 million a year. All of it? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I can see something like that, and because he he just he has such a good awareness of himself and the market and kind of just like everything that goes on, like he he knows how the business the how the business is run, and plus he has Scott Boris as his agent, so he just knows how things are run. So, I mean, we already heard him say that he might be looking for not just open to but looking for a shorter term contract with a higher AAV just to cash in while he can um so yeah uh i yeah five for 150 i can see that i can even see less for even higher AAV he seems like the kind of guy to me that like if he could make a bunch of money and then like his production falls off in a few years and he's you know he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's gonna hang on and be playing in the minors a la jason worth 
before hanging up his cleats. No. You know what I mean? Like he'd be okay when it's over, it's over. He just he's personality wise not so wrapped up in it. You know what I mean? He he's heard it so many times through the years where he comments about you know, how he doesn't even watch baseball and you know, like he's just not wrapped up in it. It's like what he does, it's not who he is. And I could see him taking a, you know, even like a four-year deal for a crazy high amount of money and then see where he is in four years and whether he can get another great contract or whether he's ready to just be done. He's going to go to the Marlins because they don't watch baseball <laughs> down there either. And there's zero media attention. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> Love it. Okay, we've got one more free agent, top free agent on the market, Mr. Garrett Cole. Hidden to it earlier. Um, the Angels are going to throw the damn world at him right now. He's going to go to the Angels. He mm-hmm. is currently sitting at over $300 million. He's not going to get that, but he is still going to break the record for the biggest contract a pitcher has ever gotten. Yeah, in both years and AAV, I think Grinky has the uh, record for AAV right now. It's like 34.5 or something like that. And Scherzer... I think in price and someone else have the record for years. So it's seven. So Cole's going to get like eight for like two eighty at least um, because he's going to get both records. He's well-deserving of it. I mean, dude probably should have won a Cy Young this year um, and will most likely win Cy Youngs in the future. And he's young, has youth on his side and it's a damn good pitcher. So uh, I, I think it's the angels, the only, I guess, wild card or monkey wrench in the whole thing is that the Yankees are just absolutely fed up with missing out on all these amazing free agent starting pitchers and pitchers at the deadline. And they just go back to the Yankees of old and just drastically not overpay, but like outbid everyone and themselves twice over. If they're going to pay him more than, than, you know, the $300 million they're going to overpay, but you're right. They might do it. Right. We shall see, because they're the only ones who I think would even consider trying to outbid the Angels. So it'll be curious. You'll, you'll know whether Garrett Cole cares more about playing at home or cares more about the money, <laughs> whether he goes to New York or L.A. Yeah. But we it shall see. It will be interesting. We shall indeed. Okay, so Nick had to run. He had something else going on tonight. So Ryan and I are going to finish this one out. And the next uh, segment we're going to talk about is – We've done all the top free agents on the market. We're going to talk about the Nats free agents and whether we expect them to come back or be gone. What do you think about Matt Adams? Gone. Yeah, you can't wait, right? <laughs> gone. They're going to move on from him finally. Yeah. I, you know, I felt like he had some good moments early in the season. After that back injury, he never really – Never really got back. Yeah, he was just, the one where he, he was a lost cause over into the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun one to watch, but never really came all the way back from that. So, what do you think is going to happen at first base? I, I, you know, Zimmerman. We'll talk about. I guess we can talk about him next. Um, so, I think they are going to bring him back. Um, obviously, on a much cheaper AAV AAV deal. Um, maybe one year for you know a smaller amount. Maybe even two years or one year with an option or something. Yeah, so he's... um sorry. Um I think Ryan Zimmerman's Ryan Zimmerman's gonna be back, like we all know that. The only way he's not coming back is if uh global warming kills us all or there's a nuclear war that breaks out and baseball just ceases to exist. So mm-hmm. he'll be back for very cheap. Like the man will play for free if he has to. So um right. I would love for them 
to get Eric Thames. Um, he's oh, a big, he's a big lefty power bat. He's not going to cost that much money. And I saw this tweet, and it was if you take Ryan Zimmerman's splits against lefties, and you take uh, Eric Thames' splits against righties, and combine them, it would have been the best first baseman uh, combination split against any pitchers through entire year in the last seven years. So go get that man. Wow, the dude's a freaking tank. Um, Zim hits really well against lefties. Thames kills like righties. It. Bring me him. Bring him to me. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, I think Adams is gone, um, but obviously with Ryan Zimmerman's injury history, you have to have a platoon situation. So I like that idea a lot. Okay, Jan Gomes. Um, would love for him to come back, but I don't think that's happening. Would you? I, I, I am, would. You know, I'm torn on Jan Gomes because I feel like he's not as bad as he he was this year. But then again, it was you know it was a whole season and he was not good. I mean, he did he's, get hot at the end, which was great at the right time. And he was good in the playoffs. I mean, he's the best catcher in MLB history. Like, you can't change my mind about, oh. about that. Everyone says Yogi Berra, but in reality, it's Jan Gomes. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't think he's coming back. Even though he did express yeah. interest in coming back for less than $9 million, which would be pretty nice, but I think he's gone. I think at the right number, they might consider bringing him back, but he really didn't. He really didn't perform up to what he was getting paid this past season. But, you know, they've been patient with other players in the past when they've had bad years. And this was really a shockingly bad year for him, considering how good he had been the year before. Um, But I don't know. You know, if Grandall comes, obviously, that would be the end of that conversation. But if they don't get Grandall, then, you know, they could do a lot worse, I think. I would like to see them do something to kind of, you know, obviously nothing's permanent, but more permanently solve the position. Would be very nice. Agree. All right. How about Mr. Shirtless himself, Brian Dozier? You know, he served no purpose to this team whatsoever, um, and now he's going to serve. But he's so fun. He is. (laughs) He ran his course. He's gone. See you next year, man. Yeah, I think you're probably right, although I wouldn't hate it if they brought him back on a cheap deal just to be like a, a bench bat. You know, he did. He did, he had some pop. I think he's yeah. one of the only second basemen who's hit 20 home runs in like seven consecutive years. I forget what the exact stat is, but I mean, it's not like he's worthless. He's just you know not your everyday answer at second base. But you know, I, I think Rizzo in the past has shown that he's not beyond you know keeping guys around because he likes the way they they keep the clubhouse. And it's hard to argue that Brian Dozier wasn't <laughs> good in the clubhouse this year. So that's true. That's very true. I wouldn't hate it if they brought him back. Um, as Dribble Cabrera. Also gone. Um, yes. He's old. He's slow. He had a good, couple good moments, but they're going young. Uh, I feel like they're either going to sign like a Scooter Jeanette or they're going to throw Keeboom out there and hope the man performs. So Cabrera. Yeah, I think – I think Keyboom is the answer there. They're going to want to go young and cheap, um, especially if they spend a lot of money elsewhere um, in free agency this year. So, yeah, they got Cabrera's gone. I'd say because they got some, you know, I mean, obviously, know about Rendon and Tross. They want to bring both of them back. So, that's a lot of money. And then you got to answer to the bullpen. So, 
at one position. And you've got to go cheap somewhere, right? Exactly. You've got to go cheap somewhere. And I think that Keeboom is a lot better than his performance when he was up with the club last year. It was a, it was it a was, short time, was a small way, sample size. It was way too early. That's all that was. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't ready. ready. And I, I see a bunch of people sort of overreacting on Twitter about how he's not what we thought he was and blah, blah, blah. It's ridiculous. It's <laughs> way too small of a sample size to make any judgments about the kid. So The dude came from I double A to face Major League Pitching. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, so I think uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of him this season, and I am here for it. This one makes me sad. <clears throat> Howie Kendrick, I think he's gone. Yeah, um, he'll always be a legend in D.C. He has the two biggest hits in franchise history, but he's going to the American League. Like He showed in the playoffs he can't play both sides of the ball really anymore. He was a pretty mm-hmm. big liability in the field. So he's gonna go to a team. Especially where, in the Dodger series, that was yeah. Tough. He almost he almost lost that before he came through the Grand Slam. So yes, he's gonna go to the AL where he can just be a DH and do what he does best. Yep. Before he hit that Grand Slam, I was like, he was killing me. I love Harry <laughs> Kendrick, but I was like, man, you can't keep him in. And then I'm so glad I was wrong. I know. That was a was a dumb and dumber. And then you went and completely redeemed yourself. Yeah, he completely <laughs> redeemed himself. All right, how about Daniel Hudson? I think he's coming back. I So I think he's coming back. Um, I think he's going to be pretty bad next year just because like, he kind of has those red flags for it, but mm-hmm. I think they're going to re-sign him. I think he'll be back. I do too. I think they're going to – if he's not as good as – like you said, they get a lot of slack from me after winning the World Series. So if he's not as good as he was oh, exactly. you know, this year, next year, like, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, it's fine, honey. It's fine. Don't even worry about it. But uh, you're right. He does have some red flags. And if you watch the rest of his career, like who he was in the last couple of months of the 2019 season, are like it's, it's like a different guy. And I'm not complaining, but, you know, who knows if it's sustainable or not. But I do think they're going to re-sign him. And, see, we have so few good options in the bullpen that I think they've got a guy they know is decent. They're not going to let him go if they can help it. Exactly. And we already talked about Ryan Zimmerman. Let's talk about Fernando Rodney. Oh, God, please. I cannot. I can't. Retire. Fernando Rodney. No more of the Fernando <laughs> Rodney experience. I cannot take it. I am. It is too much for me. I nearly died of heart failure a couple of times with Rodney on the mound. Retweet. <laughs> <laughs> that one. That's all I yeah, got to say. Yeah, yeah. Cosine. Yeah, he's just, you know, he had a couple of really fun moments, but yeah, just let it go, man. Yeah, everyone knows he's, how I feel 42, it's time. Yeah, it's time. It's time. Thank you for what you did, and uh, please be gone. Okay. <laughs> So that's it for the Nats Free Agents. So let's do our Twitter questions. So since we haven't recorded in a little while, we've got, we had um, quite a few. We won't even have time to do all of them, especially some of them that weren't very good. <laughs> but we've got some good ones. At Nats Central said, why do the learners like to include deferrals in offers? It's just their thing, you know, like, it's like, why is the sky blue? Why is water wet? It's just another natural occurrence in the universe. They're going to keep doing it. They literally just won the World Series doing it, so it validates them, which really blows my mind, even though a lot of free agents have gone other places because of that. But I don't know, man. They're going to keep doing it. (laughs) 
Well, I would like to point out that we recorded this before because and we had technical difficulties and couldn't release it. And then the first time we recorded this, Ryan added to his list of questions, where do babies come from? And we don't know. One of these Science hasn't proven questions. it. <laughs> no, we don't know where babies come from. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's t uh, this one is from at truck2112. He said, who is the most handsome gnat of all time? You know, this is a really good question because the gnats have no, had some, not. some pretty handsome people. Um, you know, you got to consider Bryce Harper with the beard and the flow. And he's also no. jacked. He's so handsome. Then Trey Turner, he also has a really good smile. He's handsome, but I feel like I got to go Joe Ross. Joe Ross is a good choice. He's a handsome kid. I, I got to go Joe yeah. Ross. Yeah, Joe Ross is a good answer. I, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, just, like, classically handsome. I think Ian Desmond is a handsome man. Oh, that's a good one. Um, Trey Turner's cute, but he's, you know, he's a baby. He's just so yeah. little. <laughs> he's just so young. I don't know. I don't have a good answer for this. I guess if I had to choose, I would go Ian Desmond. I didn't read this one ahead, so I didn't have time to think about it. But <laughs> All right. Um, at One Pursuit Takes asks, if you were the Nats GM, how would you construct the bullpen this offseason? So here's what you do. Last offseason, you went out and you signed a guy who hadn't pitched in two years, and you traded for the worst reliever in baseball in the second half. You do the opposite of that. You get good relievers. Um, you re-sign Daniel Hudson. <laughs> Will Smith That's is off a bold the market. Strategy, right? Hey, man, mm -hmm. it might work. I'm a bull guy. <laughs> you go get Drew Pomeranz, which that's another question down there. And then, oh, yep. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember his name. Will Harris. There you go. Who is one of the most underrated relievers ever? The dude is consistently with the ERA of three or lower. Um, you sign them three. You have a pretty formidable bullpen. Just sign good people who have a track record being good. I'm tired yeah. of these moves of like. People who have an injury history or were good five years ago. Yeah, what I hate is the trying to be too clever. Like, oh, yep. we're going to sign these guys at a bargain because we're smarter than everybody else. No, you're not. Just stop doing that. Just go out and sign the best relievers that are available. Um, I think as much as I hate to say it, that the only way they're going to sign three really good arms is if Rendon doesn't come back. Um, and mm -hmm. probably even if they don't get Donaldson either, which, you know, like Nick suggested, maybe they get Moustakis mm. or they, you know, try some kind of in-house option. I don't know. But to get three really good bullpen arms, you're going to have to, you're going to have to pay up. So we'll see what happens. But I think the um, bubblegum, paperclip, and rubber band strategy is not a good one. And we should go ahead and just sign the same people everyone else thinks are good would be the best way to go about it. Thank you. If nobody else wants him, probably we don't want him either, would be my, my watchword for Mike Rizzo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At Lang underscore Randy says, if the unthinkable and Rendon leaves, what exactly is the plan to backfill the best hitter in baseball and the best third baseman? Um, we kind of talked about this already. Yeah. I don't really think this is unthinkable, but we talked about no. um, there's some pretty good options out there. If you want to go cheaper, uh, Mike Moustakis, you know, he hits 30-plus home runs. He's pretty good defensively, and he can play multiple positions, so he's a good option. Yeah, I think that would, and that would leave you a lot more money to spend on the bullpen. Yeah. So I think, unfortunately, it is unthinkable for Rendon to leave. I know I gave my my Homer answer earlier when we talked about this. I think it's unlikely that Rendon comes back, but I would sure like it right. if they were able to figure out a way to make it work. It does, of course, squeeze the bullpen again when you're 
you're putting so much of your money into 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 the lineup. And of course, we've got, as we know, the most money in the starting rotation of any team in baseball. So, yeah. at least until the Angels sign Garrett Cole. <laughs> All right, so at Soto Season says, would you take a chance on Drew Pomerantz? We just talked about that. Yes, the short answer is yes. Yeah, like um, before the trade deadline, I saw the Nats were interested in him. I was so mad because Drew Pomerantz sucks. Like When he was with the Red Sox, he was terrible. He was terrible before that, and he was so bad with the Giants. He had like a six-year A. But then, you know, once he went to a consistent bullpen plan, his usage was the same. He got, you know, and the use of being reliever, he became pretty good. Uh, he had a two-three ERA, and he's a lefty. Sign me up. It was twenty. It was only twenty-six innings, but that's still better than one in that bullpen. Not named Patrick Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not named Patrick Corbin. Exactly. All right. Well, I think that is it for our Twitter questions. You got anything else you want to chat about before we run? No, I think that's that's it. Let's uh, hope this get one some was kind of long, signings. but yeah, yeah we don't, we don't have, have to talk more to about talk makeup about. for you guys. Yes, yeah, so since we uh, we had to re-record some of what we already recorded before we talked about yeah. different <laughs> stuff, but so yeah, we'll uh, hopefully have some more free agent signings to talk about the next time we get together. Oh, yeah, and the heater awards are coming next week, I think. Yeah, since Nick's not here for the end of this one, we can't do it today, yeah. but we will do it for you guys soon. We promise. We keep promising, but there you go. Just going to have to wait. So that should do it for us. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We always appreciate you listening. Um, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you would like to leave us a review, we certainly appreciate it. Um, I'm Amanda. You can find me on Twitter at awhite7877. You can find Nick and Ryan at DC Natchak. And you can get the show at Half Street High Heat. Thank you for listening. And, Ryan, I will talk to you soon. Yep. Take it easy. You know, do Nick's later for him? <laughs> later. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.